right, hey everybody, and welcome to Flashes of DEI. This is a podcast where we explore topics and ideas related to diversity, equity, and inclusion. I am Marcus, pronouns he, him, his, and we're keeping this conversation in-house today. Um, I'm joined with a couple of friends from the Division of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, and I'll let them introduce themselves. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Mwaba Gooden. I serve as the Vice President for the Division of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. And hey, y'all. My name is Katie. I use they, them, their pronouns, and I serve as a director here in DEI. Now, Marcus, I don't know how excited you are, but I am pretty excited that we get to take up some of Amwaba's time today, our fearless leader here in DEI, and we are so grateful that we get to bask in your greatness right now for the next uh, couple minutes or so. Yeah. Dr. Gooden, receive it. Oh, you know, I... (laughs) The greatness. I think people Uh, can't see the smile on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Hopefully they can hear it. Yeah. (laughs) So, Katie, I I absolutely agree with you. Um, I'm excited that we do get to explore um, some topics that are especially near and dear um, to our hearts, Mm -hmm. um, especially the one that we're going to be talking about today, um, equity. So, Katie and I, we have some questions for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. okay. (laughs) All right. So, uh, the first question I want to ask, can you give our listeners a little overview around what equity actually is? Um, we know that this word has definitely been talked about more and more in like mainstream media, but not always in ways that are very clear. So can you explain what that is to us? Yeah. So if I, I like to think about equity as absence of barriers, okay. especially around individuals who are historically marginalized around race, ethnicity, uh, religion, sexual identity, sexual orientation. And what equity does, it ask us to think about how these barriers show up at the institutional level and what we can do to actually shift these barriers. Oftentimes people um, conflate equity and equality together and there's a distinct difference. Equality is offering everyone the same thing and equity Mm -hmm. asks that we provide or open doors, if you will, to individuals based on access. And so based on the challenges that they have at the institutional level. So really great infographic that I like is an infographic around the bike, right? You Mm. can't provide the same bike to individuals. You've got to provide a bike based on their need. Um, So you won't give a child the size of an adult bike, for example. Okay. Yeah. And so if folks haven't found that graphic, you can Google equity uh, versus equality. And that's one of the first ones that pop up. It's got some nice green and purple colors. And it says exactly that, right? Like there's people of different sizes, people of different abilities. There's a person in a wheelchair. If you give all of them the same bike, they can't all use it. But when you take that context, uh, the needs, right? into account and give folks the bikes that they need, then we can all ride bikes. Yeah. Uh, we were actually in a training the other day and we showed the infographic and one of the participants said um, the vehicle um, instead of using a bike. Well, when we're thinking about the vehicle, we're looking at different areas, which can be the vehicle for access. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so when I heard that, like, cause that language changes 
And when you start to think about the language, you're like, oh, this is the vehicle that can give those marginalized identities or groups the vehicle to access certain things, right? Equity is the vehicle. Marcus, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> See, there we go. Oh, that's good stuff. Now, Amaba, you mentioned you mentioned equality in your kind of explanation of equity and some of the differences between it. And for a long time, and even still, a lot of conversation has kind of revolved around equality. And we need to give people equal access, equal opportunity. We need to give folks kind of the same. Um, and you talked a little bit about in your definition for equity or explanation of equity, why it's important to make that shift from equality to equity. But could you maybe get a little more specific. Why is it important to move past equality and get into equity? So if we're thinking about Kent State University, or in fact, all institutions of higher learning, um, it's really important that we think about what individuals need to be successful. So if we're thinking about students and Kent State being a student-ready college, we know that we all students don't arrive at Kent State at the same place, just different mm-hmm. historical experiences, different educational experiences. And for students to be successful, we've got to provide them with what they need to be successful. So it might be one student, for example, um, needs uh, additional financial support so that they can graduate in a four-year time period rather than um, working full-time or part-time and increasing student loan. Right. So we want all students to be successful. We want all students to graduate in four years. So I always think about um, equity as providing individuals what they need to succeed uh, so that they can actually, you know, make it, make yeah, it. Right. Graduate. Yeah. Graduate yeah. In, in, in particular. Um, and we can think about equity and equality in other ways. I think oftentimes when there is a hang up when we think about equality, because I think we've been socialized to think that everybody should be given the same thing at the same amount of mm-hmm. time and they're going to yeah. actually arrive at their, whatever that end goal is. And if they don't make it, it's somehow about um, their inability to do so. Yeah, individual failure. Yeah, right. And then success really becomes about the individual attaining or not attaining, and it becomes about their own built-in failure. I think having a conversation about and nuancing equity and equality kind of allows us to think institutionally, right, recognize that there's differences. Um, History, right, um, plays a part, but there are differences and that we honor and recognize these differences. But the failings are not the individual failings, but really institutional failings. Yeah, that's deep. I know everybody can't see Marcus's face, but he just had an oh face. That was good. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for that face, Marcus. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, You mentioned uh, briefly in that example, looking at it from an institutional lens as to what equity and equality is. At Kent State, how does that work fit into what we are trying to do, especially in the past year that we just had? So how does equity work into the framework with the institution, especially when you just said looking at it from an institutional failure? Yeah. You know, you mentioned this past year and I it would it would be remiss of me not to mention, you know, the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor um, and Mr. Albury that has really driven a lot of organizations to take concrete actions to address racism in the workplace. So this yeah. past year of Kent State, there's you know, we focused a lot on race as well as um, other forms of inequity in terms of how they show up. I think 
I can say it, I'm thinking specifically about the work that we've done in creating kind of uh, a diverse and inclusive workplace, building teams, mm-hmm. you know, providing educational opportunities, building the capacity, if you will, of our leadership team to address issues around equity. So I can say that I'm thinking about our anti-racism task force. I'm thinking about our focus to kind of infuse competency, both at the individual and the organizational level, and really mm-hmm. addressing racism so that we can kind of strengthen uh, Kent State. So specifically, you know, both you and Katie have provided training to thousands of individuals, both on campus as well as off campus, <laughs> right? I'm saying thousands because it really is thousands, because it recognizes that we're coming at this at different levels and that people need support and we need to build their capacity so they can address inequity as they show up. One of the things that Kent State has done that I, I really admire is really to center students and really to center the needs of those who have been historically marginalized. So I'm thinking of our focus on scholarship. I'm thinking of the care center that was just created. I'm thinking about addressing issues around mental health. Again, these are all equitable actions. We all don't need access to the care center at Kent State, or we don't necessarily use psychological services at Kent State's campus. But if we need to, we have resources on campus that could address some of those things. That's really addressing inequity in in particular. Did I answer your question, Marcus? Yes, you did. You did. (laughs) And those are some great examples. I think one of the biggest things from this part of the conversation is that equity is not a one-size-fits-all, right? You need varied attempts, varied avenues, varied ways of doing, right? Because equity is also about action and change. And so you need, I don't know why this is a saying, but you need to throw all the spaghetti at the wall see what sticks, sticks, (laughs) right? Like you just got to keep trying different things, keeping, you know, specific populations, specific issues in mind, right? So that you're really targeting and trying to get at the core. Yeah. 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 And that goes back to the vehicle. Yeah. Right. the vehicle. It it goes back to the vehicle, right? So like when we're talking about the care center, like not all students are going to utilize it. Yes. But it's yeah. the vehicle to help them to maintain care, right? Yeah, I really so, like yeah. that. I really like that. And, you know, actually, Katie's point about the core, it just seems that when we're thinking about equity, that there are a couple of things that need to show up, right? This idea of justice and fairness, support, mm-hmm. right? Offering, I really like your idea of, of um, throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? Being, <laughs> It's really about being open-minded and flexible, Um, In a lot of ways, right? And kind of really developing in a very intentional way, excellence. Yeah. Equity is excellence, right? Because then when things are equitable, people can be excellent. Institutions can be excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really interesting too, like, I keep thinking about, again, you mentioned fairness, to shift how we think about what fairness actually is. Because I think there's such a strong connection between fairness and equality, right? Everybody gets the same thing and that's seen as fair, but that's not actually fair. And equity teaches us that, right? Yeah, that's a great point, Katie. So for people who are interested in equity and wanting to shift from that equality viewpoint into more of an equity mindset, what are ways that either you've developed or you've seen people develop and kind of get more into that equity mindset? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, it really starts with self, right? So I think at the individual level, there needs to be 
a concerted and intentional effort to learn and think about the difference between equality and equity and to actually just mm-hmm. let that sit with you for a while um, mm. and think about what we're uncomfortable with when we talk about equality and equity. Because mm. What causes those hard feelings? Yeah, because yeah. unless you do the work at the individual level, it's really hard to step up as an ally, as an advocate, and as a change agent. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. My recommendation would be start at the individual level, whether it's reading a book, being in conversation, attending some of the sessions that both you and Marcus do um, uh, or facilitate would be a really great way to start. And the second piece, I think, as individuals are starting on this journey is to be gentle with yourself and not beat yourself up if Mm. you feel that you're not an expert or you haven't stepped into a space to advocate or be an ally. Um, Because some of that takes time. Now, I'm not saying to use that as an excuse for not taking action. So it's a balance. It it really is a balance. And it's also taking a risk, right? Mm. Um, In a lot of ways and being vulnerable in spaces where uh, you want to use your voice, um, Mm. which is really important. So I'd say start with self, doing some really self-reflective work. And then think about, you know, what you're passionate about in terms of equity, where you see unfairness and injustice show up and how uh, you can push back or call people in so that you they draw attention to behaviors um, or even draw attention to policies, procedures and processes that do harm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what we have adopted when we facilitate some of our trainings, we tell uh, the participants, hey, this is not about perfection. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's always about the progress. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I think that's kind of like our unadopted mantra <laughs> that, that yeah. we kind of like just to tell. It's adopted every- now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like because when you're thinking about the, the self-reflection piece, you have to peel back the layers as to see exactly who you are and then how you can use what you've learned and your position and your power and your influence, yeah. like you said, to help advocate or be an ally for those individuals from a marginalized group. Yeah, yeah. And you know the other piece to that, and that's a great point, Marcus. I, I um, every time you both you and Katie talk, I'm like, I need to sit in your workshop sessions more because <laughs> I learned. Is anybody else sweating now? Yeah, vice versa. <laughs> But, you know, it really triggered something, a thought in me, and this idea that, you know, we can't do this work in isolation. We have to collaborate. We have to build coalitions. Um, And really, um, doing equity work requires that we are in relation to each other, uh, ourselves Mm -hmm. and each other, as as we push forward. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And equity work, I mean, once you do that self-work, right, which is a continual process, Mm -hmm. right, you're never going to fully arrive. Yeah. but that self-work is important to get into that community piece. Because if you end up jumping right into the community, you can end up doing yes. harm. Yes. More harm. Yeah. You, you know, if you're trying to get into it, you don't want to do harm. So that self-work piece before entering into community is really important. Yeah. And that community piece is important because it's easier. I mean, it's never easy, but it's easier when you've got, you know, allies and friends and folks who you can count on to help push things forward. Yeah. Or bring attention to it. So you're not the only. Yeah. And having people around you that's going to check you, right? And be Mm -hmm. critically honest and show up Uh when you make mistakes, pointing (laughs) pointing it out is really important in the work. Yeah, those are gifts. Those are gifts. (laughs) Hard gifts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So before we actually transition and get out of the equity talk, 
That sounds like a plug for our book that we just did. (laughs) (laughs) One of the books you can read, right? From Equity Talk to Equity Walk. Yeah. Um, Is there anything else that you think individuals should know about equity? Um, Because I feel like we touched on a lot this brief conversation. Yeah, we did. I think, you know, Katie's point that this is a continuous learning process, uh, that we're, this is a journey that we're all in and there's really no race to innocence and that we Mm. must continuously challenge ourselves um, and to use our privileges. And we all are privileged in different ways to shift Mm. the needle for those who are not privileged. Okay. Right on. Good words. Yeah. Yeah. Before we close things out, our division has gone through a lot of different changes in the past like year and a half now. So for folks, especially in Kent State, who might be unaware of some of our directions and changes, uh, would you be willing to talk uh, a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, I, I would. I, so I mentioned um, the deaths of Mr. Floyd, Miss um, Taylor, and Mr. Aubrey earlier, and particularly Mr. Floyd. Again, the change through the division or in the division, really, we're seeing across the nation. In fact, we're seeing across the world where institutions are really facing and reconciling uh, past work or inability to do past work, but are really redefining themselves in really unique ways. And so this is one of the things that we've done at Kent State, really building on the legacy prior to 2020, we've really created a different division. So the identity centers are no longer part of DEI, but we've got six fabulous um, staff members. So we focused uh, this year on decentralizing diversity, equity, inclusion across the university. We're leading the university uh, in a university-wide DEI strategic plan that's really geared at building uh, capacity across the division, but really also geared at uh, units or areas focusing on specific goals in intentional ways to kind of do a self-reflective audit of, in terms of where uh, units are but also to create goals that would advance the work of DEI. We continue with our training, uh, anchoring values in really uh, clear and strong ways in our surrounding community, doing some work with our local schools. Uh, so we've done a lot this year, and, and the division has really um, also focused on building the educational capacity of individuals by working with uh, faculty and staff, a series of town halls that will continue for the 2021-2022 school year and just really doing some tremendous things. And it's a pleasure to lead the division and just be a part of such a wonderful team. It will be remiss of me not to also mention our faculty affiliates. We've got some amazing faculty affiliates that I know uh, Katie Marcus worked with you very closely in the lab. And so we're looking forward to continue working with them this year. Well, it has been a pleasure. Um, to actually work with you over the last year mm-hmm. um, and to be guided by your leadership. And as mentioned, we have done a lot of work with only six staff members Yeah, with the faculty affiliates helping. Um, and I saw, I know we weren't, we could not have done it without your, your direction and your willingness to be that servant and a champion of diversity, right? Thank you. Um, and so we are as good as our team, but we're also as good as our leader. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. You no, know what I, thank you. What I love about the work that we do is that we think about um, everyone. 
You know, we think about how we can, as a division, include everybody in our program and our activities. And I, I really appreciate doing that work for Kent State and, and doing yeah. that work yeah. for you. Division of six, but a, a Kent State University system of tens of thousands. Yes. And so we hope you'll, all the tens of thousands, and definitely we know tens of thousands will totally be listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, we hope you'll join us in this work uh, so that we can count you in as part of our team too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that'd be great. So y'all, this is just a small piece our first real episode yeah that <laughs> uh, so i really want to say thank you all for listening if you are interested in learning more about what we do as a division you can check out our website at ken.edu forward slash diversity and if you have topics that you would like for us to discuss you can feel free to use our email at diversity at kent.edu or connect with us on all of our social media at DEI Kent State. And we will see you all next month with a new episode. Yay. Yay. Bye, everyone. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye. Thanks.